What's up, OBR Film Breakdown listeners? Before we get to today's show, just a reminder about the $100 in free bets over at the number one sportsbook, FanDuel Sportsbook. Use the promo code OBR today to claim that $100 in free bets. Again, that's promo code OBR at FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, President Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on 1-1-2023. Unique user identification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, the latest on the OBR Film Breakdown podcast. everyone welcome into your friday december 2nd obr film breakdown podcast presented by FanDuel. i'm your host jake burns we have our usual friday guest john colosimo here to join us we got a bevy of topics john we're going to make this one a little quick we're recording kind of late here life uh with you know a couple guys here with two kids you got a third one on the way it can get a little wonky with getting time to record these things and i turned off my i mean i didn't i never do this i turn off notifications for text messages and it literally you don't even know you have a text message if you silence those things at all i didn't know that like you have to go into your messages so i learned something new i think the same thing happened to you so uh we found time to record john what's up uh i mean lots of stuff you know we're right on the brink here uh myself and my wife we're days away from this number three happening so uh you know you know because you were just here that uh, wild times, you don't know when lightning's going to strike, but we are in that uh, single-digit type um, countdown. Your bag, bags are packed, essentially, oh, yes. ready to grab and go oh, at yes. the door. I love it. Well, listen, if we don't catch you between now and the next Friday and you guys do make that trip, uh, we wish you all the best, everyone here you know, who listens to this pod, myself, obviously, pulling for you. And uh, John's not with us next week. You know why. That's That would be a pretty uh, solid excuse to miss a podcast in my opinion just uh just barely though we'll just let that one slide appreciate um <laughs> yeah we we can hear john um let's dive into this stuff here we usually talk about movies or anything like that what do you call this uh i don't we something corner right what, what, what were we naming this thing oh, i even shit. forget the name of it that's, uh, that's great advertising that's how our lives have been though <laughs> but yes uh i forget what the heck were we gonna call it corner or uh a quick movie 10 we'll come up with it somebody give us an answer on that we need a good name for the uh the movie section or tv show section that we do every friday so you you uh i haven't gotten into andor i've i've, I've come to accept that that's got to happen when you get some downtime with like that child who's a nugget just laying around and you get a chance you got to get into that so peripheral is still rolling strong what's what's going on with that you like it i get a little nervous about sci-fi shows man is that is it doing well i so i am like a i mean, I mean like a sci-fi connoisseur in terms of those shows like i'll watch the long canceled ones that they have on netflix i i, I love sci-fi so um if you watch enough of it there's a lot of them that like really start off really well and uh, very exciting. And that, and you learn to kind of recognize uh, warning signs and they, they don't always, you know, right now 
we're on the la- this last one. It sort of went a little bit off the rails. And for one episode, you can do that. Like that happens. Um, I think even like, you know, I went Loki is not sci-fi, but um, in a sense, you know, it has sci-fi elements. And that one had like the one really wacky episode with him and himself that was like really uh-huh. weird. And then and it recovered from that. So you can like recover from like one of those, you know, I mean, everybody gets a, has an off day, but this last uh, one after really being very good for about six episodes was a little wonky and a little worried about the direction and you never know where it's going to go from there. Well, it's like Westworld, right? I think, I think that was one that it was like, this is some beautiful art. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I can't do the second season of this thing. And then I think it got better, but I just couldn't, I couldn't get into the second season of it. I also think I'm a first season guy. Like, I think that's, what's the other one that I, that, that my wife and I, Righteous Gemstones. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Danny McBride and um, a whole bunch of funny characters in that. And the first season was hilarious. And then the second season, we couldn't make it through halfway through. So I'm, maybe I'm just, just like first season guy. I don't know, but well, uh, that, that kind of carries over. Yeah, I, and and in that sense, I will tell you that like I think that sometimes um, I wish people would do more miniseries, where like a movie, a two hours isn't enough to tell a, a complete story, but you don't also need six seasons of it. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll be honest, like Westworld is like this unique one where I freaking loved it, and I loved season one so much that. And I thought it was perfect that I decided that like that was the end of the show for me. And I didn't even bother watching even a preview of season two. It, like, <laughs> honest to God. <laughs> probably the safe, it's probably the safest way to go. I decided to be the director and cut the show after season one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the same. Well, listen, I think Disney's doing the same with their latest movie. I was I was talking to you off air a little bit about Strange World. I mean, as we have little guys who are the same age almost here. And it's like... Um, you know, when these movies hit theater, it's a huge deal. Like I showed Porter the latest Transformer. He's huge into robots and showed him the latest Transformer preview today. And he must have watched it seven times. Um, but this <laughs> this strange world, I mean, it's very rare for Disney to make an animated movie. And it has no, the marketing is terrible. I'm, I don't know. We're going to go to it because I just love going to the movie theater. And so does he. But this feels like the reason the CEO changed when, went about at Disney. Because this one is, it's rating pretty poorly and it's, it's uh, it's certainly marketed really poorly compared to what they do for all of these. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you 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 don't have time here, but if you uh, if you did, I don't even know if this one would interest you. You know, it doesn't seem like it's catching the favor of many people. I will say, like I, um, I have no idea what it's about whatsoever. I barely even see an ad for it. Um, but. And, and it's obviously rated really poorly. I will say, like, on the flip side, I don't recall ever seeing any Turning Red promotions. And I Did thought, you like that one? I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I thought it was, it was funny. Too, My kids really liked it. So. The song is catchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They how, how good did they do at creating a real, a straight-up, legit boy band song? <laughs> i'd go see him i'd go see him oh yeah what's up yeah, yeah dude that, that that song plays here porter's yeah. into that one yeah i'm yeah. with it uh turning red was good maybe I'll, I'll check back in with you next week or the week after whenever you can join us we'll go see that and let everybody know how it is so listen uh, guys give us the name for this it's five minutes maybe many of you just advanced past it that's fine too but uh we need a name for the movie section of this whole endeavor so 
give us a name. I think we had one and then we forgot. So that tells you where we're at mentally uh, as dads and trying to manage life and jobs and all the other stuff. But we need something catchy we won't forget. So shout out to somebody who can do that for us. We're going to take our first break. We'll come right back and we're going to do the thing we always do, which is go around the NFC North and talk about what's to, or sorry, the AFC North, goodness, and talk about what's to come. We'll be right back. Hey guys, telling you again about the fantastic offer coming up from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, which is coming to the Buckeye State at the turn of the year. They're already available. If you go in, sign up, you get $100 in free bets with an early sign-up bonus. Now again, reminder, you cannot get this offer if you wait around and do it after the turn of the new year when when it's a go-live date for sports betting in Ohio. You have to do it early. You get an early sign-up bonus by using the promo code OBR. Very simple. Just OBR. Get that sign-up bonus. Right, get a hundred dollars in free bets. Just have to download the FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. I already do it for some of the shows that I do on Sundays, just to look at lines and give advice. Download that app, Ohio. It's your chance to get in on the action. Join today again. Promo code OBR. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Again, the disclaimer: twenty-one and older. Got to be present in Ohio. Bonuses issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. One-one of twenty twenty-three. Unique user identity verification is required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we'll start with the Broncos. They... Um, sorry, the Ravens who play the Broncos, the Ravens dropped uh, uncharacteristic game or maybe character. They do this every year where they're like, why did they lose this game? They lost to Jacksonville last week and big come from behind situation there. They blow another fourth quarter lead, which I think they've done four times this year. And then they have some nasty interviews after the game. Lamar's tweeting it at random people calling them out and telling them to eat a male um, organ like uh, that that got pretty dicey so listen it's it's interesting if the Ravens were to somehow drop this one and go to seven and five Cleveland gets a crack at them in a couple weeks it's just let's put it this way don't drop this game you know Baltimore you can't lose this one you can't and it's it's um it's a home game so that helps but I'm I've been pretty on the record John about like I don't believe in Baltimore because I think that offense is just imagining that offense in a serious playoff game being like, Oh, we got, we got a score here. We're going to run Agreed. Uh, a drive of, with, with eight different read options tied to this thing from, from they're throwing screens to 
that Patrick Ricard, this 300 pound fullback that they use. And he's a talented dude for the size and I get it, but they're, they're throwing screens to him. They have no weapons on the perimeter. So, you know, Baltimore is going to make the playoffs more than likely and all that fun stuff for them. But like, I just can't take them all too serious. But as far as their regular season goals here, don't lose this one. Right. Like, I don't know if you have any thought that they'll lose it, but it is uh, it's an uncomfortable loss if it were to happen. Seems unlikely, um, but today I think what Lamar's got a quad or something like that, and um, mm-hmm. you know that that's the kind of thing that uh, you know this offense really hinges on. And, it, and if they lose that, then I can, I kind of feel like all bets are off. So um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm obviously I wouldn't pick against them, but you know the chances after that report um, certainly calls it into question at least. They, they're, I'm watching. I, I'm, you, you piqued my interest, Baltimore. You're always, you're always interesting. I'll give you that. The big mainstream game here is, is uh, Cincinnati and, and Kansas City. And Cincinnati's feeling themselves here. And I, I feel like there's a big heaping of humble pie coming. Like, the, I think the Chiefs have had this game circled for so long. And the Bengals are trying to get off on this disrespect thing. I don't know if you saw this where, uh, Justin Henderson, uh, Justin Reed, who, who's new to the Chiefs this year, uh, ended up trying to say he can't wait to lock down T. Higgins when he really, I think he meant Hayden Hurst, uh, but he called Hayden Hurst. It's this, I, I follow enough Bengals people to see when certain topics pop up, and I just, I don't know, man. I know it's in Cincinnati, but I have a real feeling that that KC is going to put a master class on here and just really, really beat beat the crap out of them. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a two touchdown type of game. Where, where are you at on this one? I 100% agree. I mean, the you know, you're talking about the worst half maybe of Patrick Mahomes' career um, that put them out of the playoffs last year. Um, as happy-go-lucky as that dude is, you know, catch up on the stakes, all that kind of stuff. The, um, you know, you're going to – he's going to have this thing scheduled um, as his number one win that he wanted to get in the regular season and you can't convince me otherwise. So yes, I a hundred percent and I'm here for it. Like every time these guys really fall for it every time, like, um, you know, all off season, we had to listen to the Bengals people. And then, you know, obviously the start of the season should have at least like learned them something. And instead they're just like, Oh, we just had the slow start. And, you know, now they're like, Oh yeah, this, you know, everything is, uh, you know, coming up dimes and, um, I think you're 100 percent right. I think they're they're in for a, a, a big old slice um, this weekend. I and the Bengals people, re, I mean they they really they really love to talk. They're a very confident group. They're which very, is amazing, right? I mean, I guess the, oh, yeah. I guess you got to say like the same thing would happen like to Browns fans every off season for absolutely no good reason. However, um, I just you know I would have thought they would have learned a little something earlier this season about talking trash and, you know, just in terms of, you know, personal experience, right? Um, anytime that I started mouthing off in sports or whatever it was, it was, you know, it was bad news for me. And so um, I think that's what's going to happen here. And, uh, you know, couldn't happen to a nicer group of folks. Yeah, then they get they get Cleveland again, who I think they're, they're really they, – there's something there. The Browns DBs have done their share of talking – to, to Bengals wide receivers of late. So yeah, but it's, it's been like that way for them. years. Like you would have said that for years, right? They should have had the Browns circled for years and they still have like gotten it done once since 2018. 
They 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 used to own Cleveland there for that a long stretch there. I haven't looked at the 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 stats for game by game series record, but yeah, the Browns have had their number for a while here, and we'll see. We'll just we'll see. Am I in that game? Can't wait to see it. But I, I do think the Bengals are in for one that they are going to step back and go. Whew, okay, we forgot about those guys. So we'll see. Cincinnati, um, the game, the other game out there for the division is uh, Atlanta and, and Pittsburgh, and boy, I couldn't care less. Uh, I, I continue to love every Pittsburgh win. I just continue to love it. Like it, It's just, boy, I just love it. I love it, man. The draft pick falls. They're getting further away from stumbling into a better quarterback in the draft. Like The Kenny Pickett uh, analyzation is is perfect right now. Now, I need them to, to like Pickett's second year a little bit too because – you know, with Pickett's second year, I really don't want them to stumble into the to Drake May or, um, you know, Caleb Williams. Those two floating out there in the draft after this draft scare me because I think they're pretty damn talented. But uh, I'm just I'm just enjoying this Kenny Pickett and some of the tweets I see about Pittsburgh people believing in him. So you do you. I, I'm a little uh, scar tissue there for Browns fans about some of those tweets that if you plugged. Took out Pickett's name and plugged in another quarterback. It looked pretty familiar, John. Pretty familiar. Oh, I'd love for him to have just a good old game against Atlanta. You know, which, oh, yeah. which will prove absolutely nothing, but get you know get those guys excited. You know, it'll be enough to like get half the fan base to defend that guy for another two years. Um, if he just like goes off for 350 yards and three touchdowns, you know, maybe one bad pick that they'll write off, something like that. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. Listen, we're pulling for you, Kenny Pickett. We believe in you. This podcast, the OBR Film Breakdown, Jake and John, we are Kenny Pickett believers. Keep doing you, man. Absolutely. Go, go, Kenny. Um, all right, so listen, that's it. We're going to talk about how the Browns beat the Texans here in just a bit. Uh, we'll be right back, take our last break, dive into that, dive into some 9-11 conspiracy theories, maybe a little bit too. So we'll see. We'll be right back. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so how the Browns beat the Texans is sort of all tied together with your expectations for Watson here. Um, you know, uh, I, I think I've, I've talked a little bit about this, John, where, you know, Watson has been obviously looking at every game and helping and prepping and all that, but he's been eyeing Houston, right? He's had, he's had to have been eyeing Houston uh, in terms of, like, this is the first game I can play. I need to know what they're doing. And he's probably hyper-focused, build out some sort of analyzation on all six opponents he's going to play because – that's all he knows. He's not going to waste his time on the Jets, right? Like, you know, he's never going to play the Jets with where it is in the schedule or any of these others. But, um, you know, this this is a pretty simplistic one to me. Kyle Allen's not uh, very good offensively. they got to figure out a way to stop Damian Pierce. They like to run a lot of man concepts and, and stick things between the tackles. So that is a challenge. But quarterback play should be pretty bad. I'm really not 
I mean, I will be worried about that side of the ball because you're asking a group that's historically bad to stopping the run to stop it. But it's pretty simple to me whether they can or can't. We'll just have to see. There's no there's no huge conversation around that, at least in my opinion. On defense, they just play so much cover two. They, they play their safety so deep. They play cover three, cover two, and they don't really hide what they're doing. So I think Watson, having been there with Lovey's, he wasn't playing last year, but he was obviously out there and tied into everything the organization's doing. So he knows you know, what Lovey's doing, how they're planning, all of that stuff. He's got a feel for it. I don't think you could ask for a better welcome back game than this, only if it was maybe in Cleveland and not in Houston to avoid the circus. But this is a great opportunity, right? I don't even think we need to get into the weeds about how you beat Houston. But no. uh, this is it's just a perfect spot to, to land in to get your first game. Yeah, I, you know, um, if you asked me how we beat Houston, I'd flip it around and say, how do we lose? Um, yeah. And, you know, like that's the only thing I have like a line or two on, which is, you know, um, the only thing – that I could see that could go sideways is that Damian Pierce and the, you know, the Browns running game, um, you know, the um, unstoppable force meets the very movable objects. Um, so, you know, they get a couple of touchdowns early. And the only thing that you don't want to do against that kind of a defense is, um, is get impatient and, uh, and do stupid things. So that, like, that's the only, I don't have I don't have a take on how the Browns beat them. I just have a, a way that they could possibly lose, and that would be, you know, that they fall behind um, and or just flat out can't stop to run the whole game. And uh, and there's some impatience with um, the beginning of the offense. And so that that's what I would say. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Is this the same – like how many games has Kyle Allen started in his NFL career? Mm-hmm. I need to know this. Is it- is he, so where has he been in his NFL career? He's been with Carolina, Washington, and Houston. He's not. He's a different Allen. Who was the Allen? Was it Brandon Allen that started for the Broncos in 19? Who was that guy out of nowhere? You remember that one, right? Yeah, I'm not being do. crazy. I know. They started, like... they, started, uh, they started him. It was 2019 Browns, Broncos, and he threw a touchdown to like Noah Fant. <laughs> Who who uh who was this quarterback? Let's let's see here. We can get to the bottom of this, folks. Real time. Broncos, Brandon Allen. I got it right. Twelve for twenty, one ninety three, and two touchdowns. That's amazing. But in a similar sense, Philip Lindsay runs nine times for ninety two yards and a touchdown. So like that running stuff is. I'm still nervous. I think Tampa did this 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 interesting thing. I mean, it's hard. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady, and and Julio Jones, and it's like, boy, it's hard to not throw it, or hard to not run it, right? Like, <laughs> even when you know, even when you know, you still want to throw, because, duh. These guys and are they, that they, they have no choice. They have no choice but to do it, so this is the challenge. You want to, people want to be like, oh, the defense has turned the corner. Let's see. I just want to see when a team tells you they're going to run it, commits to it, and does it. Like it was funny watching Miami figure it out a couple drives in. It was funny watching the Bills figure it out a quarter in. Like, what are we doing? Why, why are we, why are we not running power counter trap like right at these guys? So we'll see. We'll see if the defense really wants to answer the bell there. But I think your way of flipping it into, you know, how how do they lose this game? Turnovers, inability to stop the run. I don't think they're going to get beat any other way. Just giving the football away and they can't stop the run. That seems to be the most dangerous formula in this one. We'll see. What's your take on Watson? Where do you, how do you think he does? How do you think he handles it? All that. Uh, I, 
it seems to me that they've taken this uh, time away fairly seriously. Uh, you know, you can only take so much from it. I've seen enough kind of glossy or, you know, whatever kind of comments from QB coaches and those types of things. So, you know, I'm not going to get too far into it, but it does seem like they've taken it seriously. And I think that maybe you had this comment where uh, in your article where there's really no reason for like, even if you set aside like that he had this maybe circled is he only had six opponents to to prepare for. So there's really no reason Mm -hmm. for him not to focus on that. Um, He isn't the kind of guy who doesn't do film study and those types of things. So um, a, you know, I think he's going to come out pretty decent. It might not be perfect like on the first series, but also Kevin has been fantastic at scheming those first series. So he doesn't have to be. So uh, I expect some pretty good things. I expect, um, I expect a pretty good game to be honest. So the Browns have been scoring. I haven't looked at it, but I think they've scored a touchdown their last four opening drives and uh, the Browns come out and go three and out. How, how, how panicked is uh, the social media world going to get at that point? Oh, there'll be a lot of that. I think there'll be a lot of that. And you know that there is a whole host of Browns fans that are just chomping at the ex or ex Brown fans or, you know, or self-hating Brown fans, whatever you want to, you know, all that kind of combination of group will just jump all over that. And I think they'll dominate. So I think like the, you know, they'll be, they'll be the loud ones, you know, the whole loud minority type thing. So I think the social media thing will blow up and people will be arguing pretty hard if, you know, one or two, three and outs happen to start the thing. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. It's just going to be a ton of fun. So <laughs> we'll be here. Uh, we'll be here to cover all of it. I got to get your parting thoughts on, on this, uh, on this, this, this podcast that, and listen to Sean Kaiser. If you, if you guys didn't listen, I posted it. Um, I don't know if, I don't know how I ran into, it. I think a, a, a Twitter follower tagged me in it and said, listen to this. And when I went to it, it was the Adam Brenneman show. I remember being a, really highly sought after tight end um, at one time out of Penn state. But um, he uh, interviewed Kaiser and they went over a ton of stuff and I just couldn't stop listening to it because Kaiser was so open and honest about a lot of it, which was really cool. Cause you just don't get that, especially from guys and Kaiser's still young, you know? So sure. um, was really cool. And then I had to talk about the Hugh thing and then I just was listening to it in the background because I was done listening. He had already talked about his Browns experience and I was on the green Bay and the Aaron Rodgers thing comes up and I'm, I, my, I like gasped out loud. I could not believe, I mean, I can believe it based on all the things we've been hearing about Rodgers, but I was like, I got to tell people about this. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't want to post it. Cause I thought if I put a tweet out with the video of it, like this is going to catch fire and I don't want to have some viral tweet about, I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't something I was trying to do. So I was like, Hey, go to this timestamp and just view this. And it's caught a fire. Obviously all the main outlets have taken over it and, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is who we thought he was, right? He's a conspiracy theory. If he's uh, outwardly questioning nine 11, telling people to read up on that, he's probably talking about lizard people living in caves, running the world. He's probably talking about some of the worst types of conspiracies out there, probably centered around elementary school shootings and stuff like that. So I've always wanted Aaron Rodgers to be someone I don't think he is. And that's kind of a lesson on, uh, I love. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented guy to spend the football. I really do think he's the most naturally gifted quarterback I've ever seen do it. He won't have the Super Bowl numbers that Brady will, and 
I've had arguments to, to, to no end with people who I consider smart football people about this. I just think he's the most gifted quarterback to ever do it, but he's a, a very ap- appropriate at this time art artist separation thing because some loony takes out there from him, man. Some loony takes. So talking about the freaking moon landing, man. The moon landing. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, look, the the nine eleven stuff that came out, it was interesting when it did. Okay. I'll admit that. You know, that stuff's been taken apart. I mean, popular mechanics put a pin in that. I mean, there is no so you know, there's no reasonable person that should be still talking about that shit. I mean, unless you just don't pay attention. And then, like, the moon landing stuff, like, uh, you know, like, the, the COVID was just, like, that tip of the iceberg stuff. And, and there was an absolute iceberg underneath there, man. Dude is out there. I mean, really, the first thing that you say to the new quarterback, go read up on 9-11. Like, I mean. It's just, like, it smells like he's trying to be the smartest guy in the room all the time. Oh, like, all the time. Yeah. That dude is bonkers, man. Like, he's he's really out there. And, I'm, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm you know. Well, you talk about separating the art for the artist, and um, you're right in that. Uh, that's just a a very keen example because this dude is just um, not processing things logically, and yet somehow, um, you know, he had the career that he did. But yeah, you were right. Like, uh, I mean, and important. You know, Kaiser was impressing me. You know, just about the whole time until the end of that clip, where he, you know, he's just like, oh, he he. He ended up buying in. I don't know. Oh, all in. You know, so it's all in. Like, oh, come on, man. Like, really? Well, I will say though, if you're if you're Deshaun Kaiser and you're there, you know that you just got traded. You 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 know, uh, your NFL. You're not a starter, right? I, I guess what I'm saying is he's going to try to to fit in, however he can fit in, right? You're not going to make an enemy of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. So being like, hey, you idiot. 9-11 is real, you know, going back at him. And, and you know that Aaron could walk down to the GM's office and be like, get rid of this dude now. Like, I kind of get that side. Now, I would wish that Kaiser being all the way out and removed from it, he'd be like, yeah, man, I told him, like, yeah, it's interesting, it's cool, but this the dude's a nut job, you know? Like, right. I don't know, maybe I he's trying he to save him. Say. That's where I thought it was yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, and maybe he's trying to save the friendship or something. I'm not sure. I've got friends. I don't know, John. I've got friends that think that way too. Oh, I like, I do. I do. They, they float out in left field picking dandelions on that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, to each their own, I just had to get your, your opinion on it. Cause I'm going to talk to Jordan about it tomorrow too, but it is a, it is a really, really appropriate lesson on our artists that we're sur- sort of currently sitting first row in uh, for the foreseeable future. So, that's a wrap on today, man. That's a wrap on today. We hope you guys enjoyed it. A little bit of a quick episode, but uh, I think a lot of good stuff covered here, as we always do. We'll check in with John with a little more time next week um, if he's available. If not, you know why he's not available. And we wish you the best, John. We love you, man. Appreciate you. And and uh, all the best to you, the wife, and the kids. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Uh, I'll be on next week if I can. He will be here if he can. If not, we'll check in with him the following week or the following week. He's got to get permission from the boss. You guys know how that goes. I know I know how that goes. So uh, we will check in with John when he's available next. Thanks to you guys for stopping by for a fun week of episodes. I would encourage you to check out yesterday's episode with Pete Smith. We talked about how the Browns offense from a granular level to a big picture level can change with Deshaun Watson. We both wrote something on it. Both those articles are tagged for you to check out. So go dig into that. If you're really, really interested in the schematic stuff that's out there and available. Otherwise, Continue to check out the OBR site. We'll have some stuff up on the kicking situation, Cade York and the plant foot. I'm going to put that up in the next few days, and then we're going to try to provide a little Texans 
scouting report too. So keep your eye out for all that stuff on the OBR website. And then we'll get with Jordan Zerm for tomorrow's episode. We'll preview the Texans in depth with Jordan. We couldn't get a Texans writer to join us, uh, had a scheduling conflict. So we'll do it that way. Look at their depth chart stats, all that stuff. We'll check in with Jordan and then we'll have your game day Sunday episode with Brad Ward uh, up for your Sunday morning. So guys, listen, thanks for stopping in on Friday. Have a great Friday and a great weekend. Stay safe. Be well. Go Browns. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.